Wednesday. Happy hump day. I hope you guys are having an amazing week so far. It's October. It's Q4 and I am so excited. This past week, I have felt so happy and optimistic, like ridiculously and unusually happy and optimistic. And I think it's because of the fact that my new book, through my brown eyes will be released very shortly. I'd say within the next 10 days, actually. Just finishing up a few things, crossing some T's and dotting some I's so that it can be perfect and ready for all of you guys. It's It's been a whirlwind, to say the least. And to say the most, I am overwhelmed and at a loss, and at a loss of words for the fact that I have actually been able to take my thoughts, my emotions, and pour them into a body of work that is going to really resonate and be amazing. It's going to shake tables. If you're on those tables, apologies in advance. It's not my fault. Ask yourself how you got on the table that's shaking. (laughs) It's going to motivate people, move people, discuss heavy topics, in a light and relatable way. And I really hope that once it's out, you guys will support and read it and love it and send back all of your feedback. But having that coming up has made me very, very excited for October and all that it has to offer. I just can't wait. I don't know how else to put it. It's just, it's huge. I don't know if it's huge to everyone, but it's huge to me. And it's my work, so my opinion counts. It's huge to me, and I am so excited and happy. Outside of that, it clicked to me this year. Well, it clicked to me this week that this year is the final year of the decade. And yes, I've been talking about 2020, 2020, whatever. It's It just didn't occur to me that we're entering into a new decade. And when that hit me like a pile of bricks, I automatically went into reflection mode, thinking about who I was in 2010, where I was, the goals and plans that I had for myself and what I thought I knew. Um, The end this time in 2010, I was in my first year of undergrad, 18 years old, super excited, super naive, I thought that I knew everything about everything and that no one could tell me anything. And 10 years from now, sitting here today, I can tell you that I knew nothing. I thought I did. I thought I understood. But that's growth, you know. I thought I was going to start my psychology undergrad and eventually finish with a PhD in psych. Don't even have a master's in psych, but that's a story for another day. I just thought I had it all figured out. And... Looking back on that has made me even more grateful and appreciative. And I think that also stems into why I'm so happy this past week, because just thinking of where I was, you know, and last week I spoke to you guys about the fact that we shouldn't allow the disappointments of the last nine months to put us in a place where we forget to push and do our best for these last three months and allow ourselves to gain everything that we can from 2019 instead of just throwing in the towel when we still have a quarter of it left and just focusing on 2020 because there is still a lot for us to gain and get from this year you'd be surprised what can happen in three months like 
I can tell you from my feelings and from what I can just project from what I can see coming up that these next three months are probably going to be the ones that have the most manifestation of the plans that I've had since January. And I say all of that to say that for those of you who are feeling a little discouraged or feeling disappointed in what you have or haven't accomplished so far this year, look back to 2019. Well, sorry, to 2010 and look at where you are today and pat yourselves on the back. Like there, it may not be the progression that you may have wanted specifically, which might be money or a marriage or certain things like that. But it's important to not let the things that we wanted that we still don't have block us from being able to see and appreciate all of the growth that we have made, especially over a decade. There's very few people who would have not made any type of growth or progression in the past decade. And it could be something as simple but monumental as an attitude shift. Like for me, I can tell you that in 2010, being that I thought I had it all together when I didn't, I was probably very judgmental. And I didn't understand why people didn't see things the way I did or operate in the way that I did, especially since I was so high and mighty and smart and I knew everything, you know. But looking back at that and seeing where I am now, I've become a much more open-minded, understanding, go-with-the-flow type of person, which is which is huge. It really changes. A simple attitude shift like that can really put you in a better place and make you a nicer person. Like if all you've gained in the past 10 years is the fact that you've become nicer and the people around you are happier to be around you because you don't spew negativity and toxic behavior all over them that is a major victory and take your accolades guys (laughs) you have accomplished accomplished something good and yeah look back be excited be happy be proud and take that momentum to push for the last three months of this year and push right into the new decade of 2020 This week, I hope you guys had a chance to also work on the words to live by, which were secure the bag before you buy them all. And two points stuck out to me in particular with the quote. And the first part was the fact that it says buy them all, which means it's not a quote that says secure the bag before you do anything nice for yourself, but it's more so be financially stable before you do the full extent of your to-do and me gift list. And what this means is pretty much moderation. Understand what your priorities are, but at the same time, take some time to treat yourselves and the people who are around you that you want to do nice things for. And And this is where the balance comes because there's a lot of people who emotionally, physically, financially starve themselves to hit certain goals. And I found that with me, moderation is key. Even dieting, if I'm trying to work out and get to a certain level of snatch, I'm not gonna completely cut out carbs, cookies, or the things that bring me joy. Because if I do, there will come a day where you'll walk in and see me drowning in a coma of chips, cookies, and all of those sweet things. Because 
extremes have never worked for me. And I feel like with life and with our goals, goals are very important. Don't get me wrong. But being able to also enjoy yourself and maybe not have such high goals that deny you the ability to enjoy your life in the moment is very important because God forbid you never get to the goal that you had and you spent all your time not enjoying the journey and you never get to the destination, it would be tragic and sad. But instead, have your goal in mind, but be sure to enjoy and make the best of every step along the way to reaching that goal. And the second point that I took away is that securing the bag is relative. So what you need to do and what I hope you did is determine what you consider securing the bag. It could be having six months of emergency funds, which is enough to pay your bill, your, your reoccurring bills saved up. It could be having enough to have a down payment for a house. It could be having enough to retire your parents. Like this is subjective and financial security and comfort are also subjective. So the main thing you need to do is understand what your financial goals are, what would make you feel like you've, you feel safe and secure and that you're financially at peace and determine what that is and what that bag is before you can understand what wiggle room you have for doing things that are outside of your goal, but are inside of your goal of being a human being who has happiness and peace and balance, because those are, those goals are just as important as hitting financial goals and financial milestones. So I hope that that really helped you guys and that it puts things into perspective, especially with holiday season coming up and the new year where we have new goals. Like I already have goals for 2020 that are going to cost me a lot of money and with that in mind I'm cautious of what I spend on today because I wouldn't want to make certain trade-offs at the expense of my future goals that I already know are in place so yeah with that that was a quite a long intro guys I'm sorry I'm excited and I'm getting ahead of myself but I'm just going to get right into our talk for this week and it's going to be about forgiveness With reflecting on 2020, well, no, with preparing for 2020 and reflecting on 2010, one of the things that I notice outside of my personal growth is the fact that many relationships have come and gone in the past 10 years. And some relationships have come and gone and came back. And (laughs) one thing that that I could really take away from looking at and And reflecting on the past 10 years and even more recently the past year so I'd say from October 2018 till now is the importance of forgiveness forgiveness to me and the definition that I'm going to use to base this whole talk around is that forgiveness is the selfish and bold act of releasing people and the hurt they've caused you from your heart One more time, forgiveness is the selfish and bold act of releasing people and the hurt they've caused you from your heart. I'm going to get more into why forgiveness is selfish, but I want you guys to know that it is very selfish and that the reason for forgiveness, especially in the context of this episode, is for your own personal gain. 
I know a lot of times we think that forgiveness is something that we give to other people, but I've learned more and more and more that forgiveness is actually something that we give to ourselves. And what makes it bold is the fact that when you decide to forgive someone truly for selfish reasons, it comes at the expense of not getting what you would want from that person in return. So sometimes what you would want from the person is an apology. It's acknowledgement of their wrongs. It's them feeling the pain that they've caused you and having true remorse for what they did. And understanding that it is a selfish and bold act means that these things may not come. And deciding that irrespective of what that person does or doesn't do that, and irrespective of the expectations that I have in an ideal world for what I would want to get back from them, even as small as an apology, I am going to decide to forgive. Not because they deserve it, not because I care what they think, or and not even because I want to be able to announce it to them that I've forgiven, but because there are many benefits and the most benefits to myself from the act of forgiving. I'm just going to start this off by saying that I understand that forgiving isn't easy. And I think I say this way too much that a lot of things aren't easy, but forgiveness especially isn't easy because it's extremely painful and heart-wrenching to be hurt. Nobody Well, let me not say nobody because people are into a lot of weird stuff, but most people would not purposely put themselves into situations when they know that the outcome of that situation will ultimately be extreme pain and heartache. Most of us are not, are not sadistic. Like (laughs) we don't want, we don't want to be sad. We don't want to be hurt and it hurts even more. And what I find is that when we have such great expectations for people, that's when we experience the most hurt from them because the expectations that we've placed on them, the greatness, the way that we look up to them allows for for them to injure us in a, in a heavier way when they do something outside of those expectations. With relationships... I found that the deeper that you allow someone into your life, the more joy or pain that they can cause. It's because the vulnerability that comes with letting someone in to that deep level leaves room for all types of extremes. And this is where the risk comes, you know? It's the risk of falling in love with somebody and knowing that either they can be the love of your life who will bring you joy for a lifetime or they could be that one person who will break your heart so badly that you'll feel like you may not be able to recover. And this vulnerability is is scary when you think about it, but I think that the pros of it outweigh the cons. So which is why I'm one of those people who do not who when I experience something bad or hurtful, I take it as a one-off experience and I do not allow it to jade Um, To jade me in a way that I won't be able to be that person for somebody else. The way life is set up and the way my life is set up, which is why I feel that forgiveness is so important, is that 
I can't allow myself to let anybody else be used as an excuse to block me from entering into my blessings. To break this down, forgiveness essentially leaves room for you to have space in your heart to do the things that you want to do. I've found that being angry and holding grudges is an extremely difficult thing to do. Like, I have had experiences and situations where I have chosen to continue to be angry at someone. And for me personally, it's it's too stressful. I do not have the energy for it. And it drains my life of the goodness that I could offer to other people. An example of this is when you have a person that you're angry at and maybe you haven't seen the person in a very long time you haven't forgiven them of something wrong that they've done to you you feel like a a huge injustice has been done and you end up at a at an event or at a space where you see this person when you see that person especially after a long period of time you may not even be truly angry at them in the core of your heart but because in your mind you've decided that you still want to be angry you now have to purposely light a fire of fury inside of yourself to continue to give the hatred the anger the momentum that it needs you have to consciously decide that you want to get angry which usually means purposely remembering all the mean things that they did to you even though you deserve to have better things done to you and yes they're wrong but to purposely go back into your mind and start to remember things that will justify the anger that you want to feel for someone and that's crazy guys like it's actually crazy to want to continue to be angry and you know what makes it more crazy is the fact that the energy that is required to do that could be taken and put into something so much better and for me this is why I've decided that I'm gonna be selfish with myself and with my energy and forgive and this is the reason why I think you guys also need to be selfish with your energy and forgive because the energy that you take and you use to to put into being angry at someone can all be used to be put into something much more positive and progressive for yourself Because yes, our minds are big and there's a lot of space inside, but I found that anger has a way of kind of drowning out every single other thing you want to do. Like, for example, think about a time where you've been really sad or depressed or down and you've known that there's work and goals that you have to accomplish, but the sadness kind of just fills the space so much so that you have a difficult time even getting up and doing the things you want to do. And for me, the things I want to do in life is be great. Like, I want to be great in every single way possible for myself and my personal goals and accomplishments that I want to achieve. And I've learned that anger and the inability to forgive is one of the biggest things that holds me back from doing everything I want to do. And this is why I say that forgiveness is selfish because you are the one who personally stands to gain the most from forgiveness. Yes, the person on the other side of your forgiveness might feel better because of the fact that you've let whatever it is they've done to you go. 
but you're the one who's going to feel at your best because there's a peace that comes with knowing that you've kind of released all of the emotions that you have to go with the wind. And I find that it even happens when you deal with people, when you deal with third parties in the sense that I know most of us have probably had the experience of having someone offend us and that person coming back to us and saying, please let me, please tell me that you forgive me. And looking back at it, a lot of times we may feel that that person asking forgiveness from us is because they want us to feel better. But what I've noticed, even from myself and apologizing to people profusely until they say they, they forgive me, is that what that person who's asking for forgiveness is really doing is trying to clear their conscience of the wrongs that they've done. And for whatever reason, they feel that they have an inability to clear their conscience until they finally get from you a confirmation that you are no longer angry with what they did, which ultimately means that that forgiveness and them asking you to forgive them is selfish because the reason why they want to do it is so that they can truly be able to sleep well at night knowing that you understand that they're they're sorry for their wrongs. And that works in the sense of us personally offending someone and us trying to let go. But in the in the context of other people offending us, which is the main point of this talk, it's the point that you need to decide that you're not going to wait for that person to give you what you think you deserve. Instead, you're going to take back your own power and give yourself what you deserve, which is a clear mind. And one thing I want to say about this is that forgiveness doesn't mean that you can't address the issues that have been done against you because not addressing the issues is not necessarily forgiveness. It's more so avoidance because sometimes we put, we tuck things under the rug to try and forget that they don't, um, to try and forget that they do exist in hopes that they'll disappear. But when things are tucked under the rug, eventually someone's going to trip over it or someone's going to lift the rug and we're going to see all the disastrous messes that, (laughs) that have been left under there. So with forgiveness and letting go, it's okay to discuss with the person who has wronged you. And this is important to say because I can go to someone who has offended me and you can go to someone who has offended you and say, this is what you did. I didn't like it. This is how it made me feel. And this is what I expected from you. And that release is okay and will help you be selfish with your forgiveness if, if, if you do not go into that with a perceived and optimal outcome that if you don't receive will continue to perpetuate your anger. So having a com- sitting down and having a talk with someone about what they've done to offend you and that person saying, oh, well, that's not what I meant. You took it out of proportion. It's not my fault. I'm not going to say sorry. If that's the circumstance that happens, you still need to be able to say, well, I've told this person how I feel and I'm going to let it go and I'm going to forgive because I'm doing this for myself. It's not a situation where you'll now go into that conversation with the expect- expectations that they're going to apologize to you or 
or grovel or feel really hurt and you're supposed to and you'll be able to visibly see that they have remorse for their actions and if they don't you're going to continue to perpetuate your anger because if you do that your forgiveness is steeped in your expectations of other people whereas it needs to be selfish and come from your expectations for yourself and the fact that you know that being upset is not going to do anything for you in the grand scheme of life and the last thing that I want to touch on, which I feel is very important, is that you need to forgive so that you can try again. And this just goes right back to success last time. If at first you don't succeed, try again. But with all of the tips that I gave you last week. But the reason why we need to forgive is because if we don't forgive, we're going to be haunted by the past experience that we had and it'll block and hinder us from entering into something even better and the quote that I came up with for this was that it would be a loss to the world if you allowed one person's trash behavior to block you from being your full light to someone worthy and this can go in the sense of personal relationships like romantic or friendships because I've met a lot of people in my life who can't have successful successful friendships because they remember that one friend who betrayed them in 1801 and they've never been able to get over it so much so that the moment there's a little situation that could be easily solved they automatically go back to the trauma of someone who disappointed their expectations and they use that as the starting point to block themselves from entering into great and positive relationships. And I don't want you guys to be those people. So be selfish and forgive. Trust me, it will liberate your whole life and it will give you a new outlook on things because when people hurt you, which they will, this is a fact of life. People are hurt. People are and will be hurt for the, for the span of their lives. It's, It's one of those things we can't avoid unless you want to become a hermit and not interact with anyone. So allow yourself the power and the boldness to forgive for your own sake, irrespective of what anybody does to you. And I promise you guys that once you get the hang of it, you become so powerful and so much more liberated And you enter into life on your own terms and make the decisions you want to make based on your emotions and not based on whatever somebody did to you long ago that you felt was a gross injustice. So I really hope that helps you. And I'm just going to get right into our words to live by for this week, which are know when it's time to stay afloat and know when it's time to steer the boat. This is very Dr. Susie, but (laughs) it's very important because there are times in our lives when we're surviving, where where we're just staying afloat, trying our best to to not sink and not drown. And these are this is just one of the seasons of our lives. But what I want you guys to remember and take into consideration is that this season comes to an end. And some of us are still trying to float along life when our feet are touching the ground and our heads are above water. We're no longer in that season of survival mode. We're actually in 
in manifestation and thriving mode, but because we've become so accustomed to not having enough, not being in a place of power, that we actually are not able to see that we've transcended beyond that place. So this is where it's important to know when it's time to steer the boat because there are times where we are the ones who have power, we have direction, we have autonomy over ourselves. And if we don't pay attention and really take it in that we're no longer in that place of survival and that we're in the thriving mode, we'll continue to live mentally in a place of that is below where we are right now. So what I want you guys to do this week is assess your life as a whole, in particular situations that come to mind where you feel that you were in a survival state. And if you if you think you're still in that state, give yourself a critical breakdown and look into that situation and determine whether or not you're actually still in survival mode and or if it's just your mind that is still in survival mode but your circumstances have transcended beyond that and if your circumstances have entered into steering the boat take control of the damn wheel guys and <laughs> and steer the boat don't allow yourself to to be so used to a poverty or less than mindset that you can't operate in the new level that you've wanted to be in so badly, but because of the fact that you were in the negative place so long that you don't even realize that you're there now. So yes, know when it's time to stay afloat and know when it's time to steer the boat. Thank you guys so much for listening. Have an amazing week. Send me a DM, follow me on Instagram, and I'll talk to you next Wednesday. Bye.